Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. You are seeing 63-year-old Elaine for a routine follow-up. She suffers from episodic migraines and, per your suggestion, has been using over-the-counter products that contain 500 milligrams of acetaminophen two to three times a month with good relief. She reports hearing on the news that acetaminophen has been linked to high blood pressure, and she's worried about having a stroke, as she has also read that migraines are associated with an increased stroke risk. How do we advise her? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and the founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Medical School Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Frank. Uh, good to be uh, chatting again. Yes, it sure is. I I heard this in the news as well. Um, acetaminophen increasing blood pressure. Before we get into that, um, we've been using acetaminophen for years, uh, you know, with the hope of not causing any adverse effects like we did with narcotics and even a little bit about NSAIDs. Uh, We know about uh, opioid-induced issues. Can you talk a little bit about the risks with NSAIDs and cardiovascular disease? Yes, Frank. You know, it is a struggle sometimes trying to say, gee, what's the best medication to use for some of these conditions? And this actually all started back in 2004 with the NSAIDs. And if you remember, Rifoxib, that's the brand name was Vioxx, was actually removed from the market back then. The use of that NSAID had been linked to over 100,000 heart attacks during the first five years of its uh, use on the uh, market. But then really after that, the FDA warned taking NSAIDs increased the risk of a heart attack or stroke because it wasn't just limited to uh, that particular compound, but to all NSAIDs except aspirin. And so in July of 2015, the FDA strengthened that warning, requiring that prescription NSAID labels included information, noting that the risk of heart attack or stroke can occur as early as the first week of using NSAID, but may increase with longer use of NSAID, and particularly at higher doses, especially for those with underlying cardiovascular disease, such as CHF. All right. Well, thanks for that that walk down memory lane. Um, So we want to be careful about prescribing medications that affect those who already have an underlying cardiovascular condition. Um, What about acetaminophen? it, It seems like it's efficacious, especially when it's used on a regular basis, and I've been using it for years. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it was really interesting. I have too. Uh, and this was a study just published in circulation this February. It was called the, the BATH-BP trial. Now, it was a well-designed double-blind crossover study, but it was small. They looked at 110 individuals with hypertension. These individuals were randomized to receive a gram of acetaminophen four times a day or placebo four times a day for two weeks. They had a two-week washout period, and then they switched over. If you were on placebo, you then get put on acetaminophen. If you're on acetaminophen, you get put on placebo. And really what they were looking for, their primary outcome was a change in the mean systolic blood pressure from the person's baseline to the end of treatment. And they measured this by using 24-hour ambulatory uh, BPs at the beginning and the end. Now, um, 
paired with placebo, those that were taking acetaminophen, they uh, resulted in a uh, increase in blood pressure. There was a significant difference between the two groups. Basically, the systolic blood pressure was up 4.7 millimeters of mercury with a similar rise of about 1.6 millimeters in diastolic um, uh, blood pressure as well for those that were on the acetaminophen versus the placebo. Okay, so this study, the small study, done well, showed that you had a statistically significant, maybe five millimeter mercury increase in systolic blood pressure and a very small increase in diastolic. While it's clinically significant, you know me, um, A, I don't use four grams of acetaminophen in a day, every day for two weeks. I don't recommend that to patients. And also, how clinically significant are those small increases in blood pressure? What about stroke or MI? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, again, this is one of those studies that's looking at a, a clinical outcome, not an outcome that we really, you know, sort of uh, patient-oriented outcomes as we always talk about. But what was fascinating, though, is that just two weeks later in the European Heart Journal was an observational study looking at almost the same issue. They looked at, though, this observational study, 150,000 individuals with hypertension and about 150,000 without hypertension who took acetaminophen, and they looked for cardiovascular outcomes. And interestingly, they were able to compare those who took acetaminophen preparations that contain sodium, and that's effervescent or soluble formulations, versus those with non-sodium containing uh, acetaminophen, and that's tablets, capsules, or liquid Tylenol, I'm sorry, liquid acetaminophen type of preparations like we would use for, for children. And what they found was is that the use of the sodium-containing acetaminophen products were associated with an increased proportional risk of cardiovascular disease, MI, stroke, and congestive heart failure in all-cause deaths, irrespective of hypertensive status. And so uh, really uh, interesting uh, comparison. They also, though, found uh, probably similar to that little study that I talked about with a rise in blood pressure, a dose-response relationship. The greater number of sodium-containing um, acetaminophen uh, prescriptions or medications that were taken, there was a progressively greater risk of cardiovascular disease and mortality for individuals with and without hypertension. And I was teasing into this a little bit, trying to understand the sodium connection, because we do know that sodium is ain't good for you, right? Uh, you know, if you have cardiovascular disease. And so the quantity of sodium in, um, in, 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 in tablets or uh, capsules or liquid preps is really minimal, but in the effervescent or soluble preparations, these contain uh, uh, around 400 milligrams of sodium in those. And so if you're taking a full regimen dose of that, that's really equivalent to taking more than three grams of additional sodium per day just from the, just from the sodium uh, preparation. So it looks like it may be the sodium, not the acetaminophen that's the culprit, which is, which is I suppose, good news and, and, and something we, we sort of know that sodium is not great for you if you have uh, underlying hypertension or cardiovascular disease. Bob, this is, this is really good information. Two articles that help clarify that it's what the acetaminophen comes with, not necessarily the acetaminophen as the problem. I do think um, when I prescribe acetaminophen for acute pain situations, I normally recommend 1,000 milligrams of the tablets three times a day. And if people have acute pain, um, I have pretty good data that shows adding 400 milligrams of ibuprofen to that is extremely effective in the short term for controlling acute pain. So as long as we don't recommend effervescent or soluble forms of acetaminophen, we're probably going to be okay. 
and we should at least be judicious uh, and and knowledgeable when we go to talk to our patients. Sound like a good idea? Yeah, you know, and, and again, it's almost like using the NSAIDs, which I quite frankly continue to still use. But it's a matter of <laughs> let's use, let's not use massive doses. Let's not put people on these for long term, but they're certainly fine to, and again, we're talking about people that are at risk of cardiovascular disease. So I think it's fine to use uh, acetaminophen and in, uh, in, in your common NSAIDs uh, to treat acute pain for a few days, uh, just being cognizant of their other cardiovascular risk factors. Bob, thank you again. Practice pointer. Regular use of acetaminophen can raise blood pressure. Carefully monitor blood pressures when patients are on such therapy. Join us next time when we simplify and review how to best use pneumococcal vaccines. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.